Welcome to Jurassic World. Jurassic World Minute with Mrs. Jurassic Park. Jurassic World One Minute Time. Isn't nostalgia fun? I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are back to discuss Minute 70 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, heading over to Jurassic-Pedia.com. We got an article written up here by Tyrannosaur TJ on the, uh, the night vision goggles that we see in Jurassic Park. And uh, mm-hmm. return to this minute. Yeah. These have always kind of been a uh, special heart, or a uh, special prop in the heart of Jurassic Park fans, the I know that Chronicle before they sadly went down in flames. You could, you, I might add, <laughs> uh, was actually planning on making a. Not, I don't think it was functional, but it would light up, and I think you could actually put them on and see through them. Yeah, from I ordered them. I'm pretty sure it down there, front apart from night vision. Uh, the flick the switch, the lights lit up, and the uh, the lenses zoomed in and out. Yeah. Which is a shame, because yeah, as, as you said, we we lost money on that with uh, that issue. But uh, it's it's one of those props um, from Jurassic Park that I'm surprised hasn't seen more of a a, a third party or or whatever um, items going out there for sale. Yeah, I do know that like some fans have made fun not again not non-functioning uh, replicas of the. Um, of the headset where like they they light up but and you can look through them but like you said the night vision doesn't actually do night vision. Yeah, well, I think the uh, the biggest thing people want to try and recreate this prop is those uh, zooming lenses out of a I can't recall the the, the model now, but it's an old uh, old SLR camera or something. That, um, is it really? Yeah, you have to use two of those. As if you, I think Collect Jurassic and that have made made a pair and have a video on them. Or someone in the mm-hmm. uh, in the dressing community over on YouTube, I'll try and find a link and put it up in the show notes. But uh, they've actually found the um, the original camera. I think it's out of Japan, and of course now that fans are knowing about, it, they're getting crazy expensive on eBay. <laughs> People trying oh, yeah. to get them as well, but you've got to buy two of them just to get those lenses and um, and that out of them. And actually, when you turn the camera on, those uh, lens covers actually retract, and they've got the crosshairs on the front of them, um, as mm-hmm. we see in the film. So. Getting your yeah. getting your hand on them and then making them work um, in unison with your switch on the side. We don't really have to go into the film itself with their use because I'm pretty sure that's just a, a green shaded, a green filter they've put on the uh, the camera when Tim's looking out of the car at the the goat being missing. Because um, for my 
experience with night vision. It doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> it's nowhere near <laughs> that, that clear, but that might be just the old army crap we'll use when I was in the army. So that might be a, um, a different story. But Well, I mean, I'm sure that they probably just added, like, used the regular camera lens and then, of course, added a green filter to it to simulate night vision as they often do, you know? I think, too, I, I haven't seen the scene for a, a while but I think the uh, the actual view film as well is actually square, like the frame. They're not you haven't got the circles. Mm-hmm. But I won't. Don't quote me on that because I might be incredibly wrong about that. But um, <laughs> one thing I did want to mention too, I've got the link here to the uh, the novel version. And um, interestingly enough, a lot smaller, compact design there. Where actually Tim carries the night vision goggles back to the visitor center at the end of the novel, and um, he uses them in the kitchen sequence, and then Grant uses them later when he's um, going through the nursery and that trying to evade the raptors. We don't actually get a image, unfortunately, of what these uh, mythical night vision glasses would have been. Uh, even in the Lost World, Levine's got a set as well that just seemed to be smaller, more compact, almost mm-hmm. spectacles. There is for the... I forget which edition is, but there's a uh, illustrated edition of Jurassic Park that just came out where we actually get a first person view of Tim using the night vision goggles watching the Raptors. Mm -hmm. So I might actually add this, that image to this article just because, um, Oh, I mean, well, one, it gives kind of a visual to what we're looking to what as an example, but just because like you said, we really never really see what the night vision goggles really look like. Yeah, that's, that's, drawing a blank now of what that um that novel that re-release but yeah the art by i hear the artwork's fantastic and i've got to get a copy of that myself so i can have a look but um... i uh, a buddy of mine uh got a copy of it and i was just over at his house last weekend in ohio actually and um he let me take he let me take pictures of the uh illustrations so <laughs> that I didn't need to get my own copy because there's really only, I think, six illustrations in total. Hmm. But yeah, they really do vi- kind of visualize what we're <laughs> seeing. And uh, how many copies of one thing do you really need? I've got three copies of that original novel, so <laughs> going for a fourth, especially when the others are, or one of them's in good nick anyway, one of them's the original one I used to carry around me everywhere, and it's being held together by hope <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I still have the first edition that had belonged to my aunt, so yeah, that's kind of the near and dear edition to me, for me, you know? All right, we're, uh, we're going to talk more about these goggles when we get into uh, this minute, so uh, Dave, how about we start minute 70? Sure. Minute 70 of Jurassic World opens with Zach checking out the mural and ends with a worrying look at the control room map. As we're in minute 69, Zach was looking at the Raptor mural and he sort of wipes his hand across it before raising the torch and moving on, um, seemingly to the first set of doors off to their left, which would be the uh, the second entrance to the to the uh, dining room. But it's um, going off the novel. It's uh, it's going to be the vehicle garage that they head to. Gray hangs by the mural for a bit longer before Zach calls back for him, and uh, that's when we cut to that. Uh, classic orange hard hat is there anything else on the mural we need to discuss i think we pretty much covered it all yeah we covered that pretty well last minute yeah it's sort of interesting he wipes his hand across the front of the snout of the raptor and it doesn't really clean the mirror off at all it's just sort of it's there 
but we do cut to that uh, orange hard hat scene in uh, Jurassic Park, more so with the uh, the workers are in the raptor pen at the front. It's got that uh, raptor logo on the front, um, with the little sort of rivets that hold in place. Which I don't know if that's just so you can remove it and stick another one on there if uh, if it gets dirty or breaks. <laughs> I, I know there's props online that sell the hard hats. So I've been meaning to get one myself, but it's just sort of weird that it's not just a sticker on the hard hat. It's actually sort of sticking out from the hard hat itself. Yeah. It's, I think, an attached, um, like they, like it's an attached, uh, separate molded piece by itself. It's, like you said, it's not just a sticker, but they actually, um, they actually have a molded kind of print, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And I do love the, uh, the little bits of mold and that on it. It's, it's a shame because what we're going to see here in this garage just reminds me of Sauna mm-hmm. and Lost World and even Jurassic Park 3 with the, the stage of uh, abandonment and um, the jungle taking everything back and that and that's four to eight years, not 22 years, unfortunately. <laughs> Stuff like this would be um, yeah. destroyed. Unfortunately, I do know that this was kind of something where um, Spielberg had to actually tell Trevorrow, okay, enough with the homages. <laughs> Just because it was getting to the point, I guess, where... Spielberg felt that um, Trevor wasn't quite making his his movie, but was remaking Jurassic Park with all the homages. Well, we've discussed it as we've gone along too, and with that um, the trailers and that leading in, just and there's a there's a million videos out there of people comparing trailers and where we've been at the film, uh, having the the major theropods action sequence in the middle and and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff now, and playing pretty much a lot of the same beats and. We talked last minute with that uh, collapsed staircase and that, that we could have seen a lot more of this and spent another five or ten minutes with the boys wandering through the kitchen, the dining room, the <laughs> control room, and uh, mm-hmm. and just all of a sudden the film stopping for 15 minutes while the boys give us this nostalgic look back at Jurassic Park, which a lot of fans have wanted for for 20 years. Um, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm just looking around and like, there's props in here that don't even make sense of why they would be here. Like, there's a, di- you can see behind the vines when they uh, first enter the garage here that there's a danger uh, electrical hazard sign. It's a garage. It's not going to have that high a voltage, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Whether it's just something that hasn't been put out in the park again, we theorized last minute this seems to be more of a maintenance maintenance for the for the vehicles and not so much the garage for it because there's only the two jeeps here but it is it is sort of weird looking at Jurassic Park they would have had the jeeps there for a few months or something before we get to do the tour and that um how much how much work is actually being done on these vehicles because we Mm -hmm. as um as uh Zach's torch lights up the area um we can see the yellow raincoats hanging on the wall um, which of course we know Nedry wore when he went out in the park at night time. Whether he come through here to get a jeep or not, we we don't know. Mm-hmm. And as we pull back, you can see the various containers on the wall, which make it look like a little workshop. And then a lot more hard hats sitting there, and there's just there's clutches and um, alternators and just stuff laying around. Which for a brand new jeep, you probably wouldn't need that stuff for a while. <laughs> I mean, it, like I said though, it does remind me of the um 
the shed from, or not the shed, but like the small employee garage used on Nublar from the novel where they actively have the, um, the gas powered Jeeps, uh, set away from the tour vehicles, you know? Hmm. Well, not to mention too, in the novel, there was a day I had two Jeeps, <laughs> the, um, though that, um, that focused on the visitor, visitor cars and that they only had the, the two Jeeps and the rest of them were Land Cruisers. Yeah. Whereas in the novel, it seems to be somewhat, I'm not sure if implied or it's, it seems like there's uh, at least tw- um, like 18 different Jeeps around the park. They probably have them stashed or various places around the park, you know, like they might have a small garage near the helipad where they keep jeeps just to bring guests uh bring guests in and out you know well that the the harbor like we know getting to an article we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes time on the jeeps themselves we know that um there's a jeep 30 in the park as well so Mm -hmm. and um and this being jeep 29 we know all the uh all the workmen and that at the park went to the dock to get off the island on the boat, surely they would have used Jeeps to get there. Yeah. Jeep 29 here, which we know was used for uh, bringing Grant, Ellie, and Ian mm-hmm. to the visitor centre. Did it need some repairs done <laughs> on that day because something happened or or was it just not used to take mm-hmm. guests? Which is a shame for Fallen Kingdom when we do get to these stock. I would have loved to see a couple of these littered around there, just even upside down or whatever, just <laughs> a yeah. couple of gas Jeeps there, but... Interestingly, I've always assumed that they used like a shuttle bus of some sort for the um for the to get the the workers to the dock because uh Mr. Arnold says that the last shuttle for the and again he could have just been referring to jeeps but I, he says shuttle I assume shuttle bus you know. Is it shuttle or show? I thought it was last show leaving for the dock. I, I thought he always said last last shuttle leaving for the dock leaves right now. Pack up your things and go. I suppose the <laughs> closed captions would probably fix that fix that issue. I've never never watched the movie with closed captions on, so that might fix a lot of issues. <laughs> Jurassic Park, but, um... I do know that the Lost World's closed captioning does have a error where they assume that the Comsagnathus is actually being said pro Comsagnathus when oh, Burke know. says says the line, which is funny because nowhere else in the movie does that actually happen where they call him pro Comsagnathus. Anyway, back to this film. <laughs> no, <laughs> Gray picks up a set of night vision goggles here and um, that are just sitting on a nearby bench. <laughs> we know in Jurassic Park they were in a box under the seat in the Explorers, whether someone had these here whether they needed repair obviously there's some issue with the battery lasting 22 years and working when he picks them up and setting himself or setting off whether I'd... it's weird here. I don't know if he actually flicks a switch to activate them or they just short out and, and activate but also you can see the radios the microphone cables are hanging on the shelf mm-hmm. um, we know there's aerials on the jeeps but we never we've never really seen the interiors of the jeeps to know what sort of radios they had inside them, either. Yeah. But the the act of the, nog- of the goggles starting up scares Grainy. He turns and runs to his brother's side. 
course, we also see some old world flares that I'm sure are long expired. Mm. Yeah, well, again, the, uh, the the call-outs and Easter eggs here that Trevorrow is putting in here. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a reason why Spielberg pulled him back on it, because, yeah, there's a lot here. Uh, meanwhile, Zach's found two Jeep Wranglers parked in the centre of the room, uh, vines hanging from the roof, and then we get that line from Grade 1992, Jeep Wrangler, Sand Beige. And we can see sort of large shafts of light above the vehicles, suggesting that parts mm-hmm. of the roof are missing... Uh, but there's no real damage to the jeeps that can be seen. Like these, these jeeps are under those holes. There's no roof debris on the ground. Yeah. It could just be that like rotted planks blew off in a storm, so they're peeled back um, upwards. I know that's what happened to our roof when a um, derecho came through the Midwest uh, last August, which was basically like a Category One hurricane speed windstorm <laughs> just sweeping across the midwestern United States. Mm. Well, later, in later minutes where we see them leave the garage, they, they do sort of leave out into a clearing, so mm-hmm. there's a real chance that um, the wind was tunneled through that clearing and, yeah, just took the roof or sections of the roof off. Um, mm-hmm. The condition of the Jeeps, I'd say it's probably recently that that storm's come through and done it. Uh, as the roof's deteriorated, it's finally been torn away. Um, yeah. Just when we get inside anyway, because the interior of these Jeeps looks pretty good <laughs> for, yeah. for how long they've been parked. But uh, and Especially the leather, which had, which would for sure have cracked, and uh, and if not cracked already, would definitely have cracked as soon as somebody sat in them, you know? Yep. But um, Zach thinks for a moment and says, uh, remember when we fixed up Grandpa's old Malibu? Uh, <laughs> Gray just replies, yeah. So the boys, the plan is to get one of these Jeeps running, but uh, we're going to talk a lot more about that next minute because uh, we cut back to the resort, um, flying over the lagoon uh, towards Main Street in that aerial shot. Looking down, we can see that the Main Street is absolutely packed with people. Mm-hmm. Guessing, we, we talked briefly about this back when uh, they started the evacuation and bringing everyone back to the resort. Supposedly, these would be guests with day passes or no hotel rooms to return to. Possibly, but at the same time, it might just be that do have like weekend passes or stuff like that, but simply just don't want to go there and sit in the hotel. You know, I mean, they'd rather sit on the beach. We don't we don't see the beach, but we can see from the infrared that is um that we get in the uh, at the end of this minute here on the control room screen they have people packed all around that lagoon so there's definitely people packed and packing in the on the beach you know yeah well, it's not just main street yeah all around that the hilton and that on the other side of the lagoon all those um beachside facilities and areas that we've seen in uh, all the flyovers are just yeah <laughs> going <laughs> off going off the infrared we're seeing around the map anyway yeah just i mean frankly i mean there's still stuff to do on main street other than, like, I mean, you still have the T-Rex show right there, so I'm sure that's probably still going on. you got the IMAX theaters, the uh, restaurants, probably somebody getting some Ben & Jerry's or something. The shops to shop at where they can suck you, suck you dry, your wallet dry <laughs> with overpriced theme park novelties. We know from later minutes that um, 
Jimmy Buffett and that are still in Margaritaville. On the yeah, Margarita. exactly. <laughs> um, I suppose it's also a point, something to point out too, that uh, 22,000 people here, we know the Hilton's not the only resort there from the reverse shot we see earlier. There's, there's other high-rise hotel structures further away from mm. Main Street as well. Um, I don't think in the Hilton write-up or any information we know of actually how many rooms they got, but even if it's a, a 2,000 room hotel, that's not going to get rid of a lot of the, the people, the foot traffic anyway, that's here on Main Street. No. So. And there's a, I mean, again, referring back to the infrared, there's a lot of people all around the resort, so we know they're probably visiting, they're probably still uh, watching the Mosasaur uh, Lagoon show, they're probably still going to the Packy Arena and the, um, and the Petting Zoo, uh, we, there's a water park there, so they're probably still attending that. And I'm, like I said, there's lots to do to do besides actually going out into the park. That's just around the resort. So, and plus they they close everything north of the resort, so it they still have stuff like the golf course and all that stuff south of the resort. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. The 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 actual act of the evacuation was just to bring everyone in from the north uh, back to the resort. So. Mm-hmm. I'd have to have a look at the map again, but I'm pretty sure there are still attractions south, uh, as you said, the golf yeah. course and all that south. I mean, and this is, please don't crucify me, anybody who's a golf fan, but I think golf is incredibly boring, and there's <laughs> just no way you're getting me to play golf, even at Jurassic World. But surely, <laughs> surely there's some sort of hook, um, pun intended, where uh, <laughs> you're, you're golfing beside a... a sauropod swamp or there'd have to be something <laughs> something dino related yeah i'm sure your golf buggies are all with dino shapes with fiberglass heads on the front of them or something but i'm sure there'd be some sort of uh some sort of uh dinosaur related uh, dinosaur inclusion in it as well just to uh complete the jurassic mm-hmm. park experience or jurassic world experience well you know how like in florida they they they're always taking videos <laughs> of like um Alligators yeah. on golf courses. Well, guess what? Jurassic World has a Dinosuchus that steals your golf ball. Have fun getting uh, ba- your ball back from a 40-foot alligator. <laughs> I was going to say there's Baryonyx down there. <laughs> That's where they are. <laughs> that, that, that moat system is just full of uh, Baryonyx. But then, again, we talked earlier about kids being dicks and driving gyrospheres into sauropods. I, I can imagine people trying to hit golf balls at dinosaurs as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Plus the um the poor people in the uh the ball retrieval to the driving range trying to drive around and retrieve balls and not be chased by theropods as well. <laughs> uh, but uh, as the minute ends, we look at that control room map uh, as we've mentioned uh, the large sections of red around the lagoon, and off screen we can hear Larry say every time this thing kills, it moves further south. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue that conversation in the next minute with. Uh, some interesting things this map's showing and uh, the plan, the Raptor plan. But uh, Dave, if there's nothing else there, we'll get into some brief novel comparisons. Yeah. All right. Uh, the boys head through the marked all vehicle garage. They push through a tangle of vines hanging down through a collapsed roof. Uh, sunshine lit up the decayed garage. It had an old Jurassic Park vehicle in it. Uh, Gray uh, describes it as the same as the Sahara Jeep beige, the sand beige. Uh, Zach pops the bonnet and says, you remember all that stuff? from when Dad fixed up Grandpa's Malibu, so 
it wasn't actually them that fixed it. They were just bystanders while their father <laughs> fixed up the Malibu, which... They held a flashlight while getting yelled at. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> they never done that. <laughs> um, interesting here, too, uh, mentions they went back outside to the crashed Jurassic vehicle. Remember, it was a maintenance vehicle earlier, not the uh, buggy mm. in the novel. Um, they salvaged the battery, spark plugs, and a can of gasoline attached to the back. Uh, they work fast, on edge. And then the dialogue between Zach and Gray is the same about the... Uh, about the buggy. Um, so interesting they'd actually grab spark plugs and fuel. Yeah, because those things would have been absolutely dead on this Jeep. Yeah, it, it, it raises the question compatibility, because um, <laughs> I know a lot of things have changed depending how old that maintenance vehicle was. If it was, say, the uh, the, C, the C10 Chev truck that we know Jurassic World use, um, compa- compatibility's out the window there <laughs> between, uh, <laughs> between GMC and Jeep, but it does. It does definitely uh, go a lot further. I would have loved to see him with a jerry can of fuel that they got off the back of that buggy in the in the film, just for believability. But same, yeah, because that's probably one of my biggest complaints about just the inaccuracy. I mean, it's kind of something that just bugs me personally every time I see it in any movie. So it's not something unique to Jurassic World that it bugs me with. Yeah. But whenever you always see something like take a twenty year old car out of the wilderness and is still drivable like no that gas is lacquer that is not burning put a pin in it we'll return next minute because <laughs> we've, got, we've got a lot to talk about there with uh, the starting of the jeep once we uh get the dialogue um about the uh whether or not the indominus is out there at the at the, at the vehicle we cut to the beach landing by engine so that's where it happens in the novel here the same as what we see in the film with Hoskins talking to his other about the uh, getting approval from Maserani. And then that's when we cut after that to Owen and Claire in the jungle. Uh, I think we're going in circles, Claire said, but Owen just ignores her. And we get the poop scene. So this is where it um, it happens in the novel. Whether that would have mm. lined up with the film or not, unsure. But a little bit of, again, a little bit of uh, chopping around there because then we cut back to the control room as we do in the film. So... Yeah, a little bit of a shuffle in the novel compared to the, uh, the final film. David, that's it for Minute 70. How about we get out of here for the day? All right, sounds good. All right, lovely. Lovely.